Welcome to the Rebecca Adahill podcast. I want to start off by saying that I want my name to remind you to go and live your life big, to take risks, to go all in and write one hell of a story with the one life you know that you have. I'm a seven-figure business mentor, wife, and mother of three, and I'm here to share my journey with you as I am constantly moving in the direction of more, more bigness, more impact, more wealth, more depth, and more life. My aim with this podcast is to activate and inspire you to go and live your life big in the fullest, most passionate way. I'm so glad that you are here, so let's dive right in. Hello everyone and welcome back to episode number two. I want to start off by saying the biggest thank you to each one of you that have taken the time to message me, to connect with me on Instagram, to all of you that downloaded the first episode and also thank you to all of you that are back for episode number two. I appreciate you all so very much. Today, I want to give you an insight of my business back then and my business now, and also where I'm heading. I want to give you a bit of an insight there as well. So I started my first business back in 2016. And I launched a marketing agency specifically designed for fitness franchises called FitJack. We pretty much provided all of the backend services so that they could focus on their zone of genius as in training people. So we would do uh, marketing, social media, you know, paid advertising, graphic design, website, customer service, admin, sales, like you name it, as well as consulting. I ran that company, you know, for quite a few years and we had clients on, you know, a global scale and I think at the most, we had about seven staff members, which was incredible. And I truly enjoyed um, that work. But then dear COVID happened and I literally lost 95% of my revenue overnight, gone. Because all of the gyms had to shut down. So we could not deliver our services. And of course, all of their members canceled. So they had no money coming in and I couldn't do my work. So my business was classed as one of the most affected ones. So a decline in 95% revenue. Now, I remember, of course, I was freaking out because we had two little babies at the time. And, you know, I had done this full time, you know, for, for quite a few years. And I was like, what's happening? I've just lost, I've lost my business. But it was almost a deeper knowing that I knew that something else would come my way. And I think I've always been that type of person that I always find a way that I know if I had to, I could get a job and I know I could start a different business. Like I just, I was really upset, but I also knew that I would make something work. I was living on government grants for a good six months. However many, you know, grants we we got from the government, it wasn't much, but um, it got me by. I was very transparent in my journey online in terms of losing my revenue and business closing up. And I was sharing a lot of love and light to, you know, all of those affected. 
that have lost their jobs and, you know, that was in a, a, a lot of financial um, scarcity and, and difficulty. So I was very open and transparent as I was sharing my journey, like my own journey of losing all of that. And out of the woodwork, a lot of people would drop into my DMs and they would say, Rebecca, I've lost my job due to COVID. But now I have been sitting on this business idea for a long time. I know that you have worked with many businesses over the years and I was wondering if you could help me. And I knew in that moment, and I remember when I received the first ever message, I knew that there was something there. So I said, yes, let's explore to see if I can help you. And yes, I could definitely help her. And then I had another one and another one. And another one. And I think I had four or five one on one clients by this stage. And I thought I was killing it. I think I was charging something like $3,000 for three months of one on one, like (laughs) pretty crazy. But that felt good for me at the time. You know, it felt really good. But then we had um, a third baby, little Cali boy. And when I had him, my eldest son was three and a half. My daughter's fear was two, and then a little newborn, Callian. So I, it's pretty safe to say that I had my hands full and was trying to run a business at the same time. So I knew that my capacity, like I was at both physically and energetically, I was at capacity. So then I knew that my business model had to change because I was working with, you know, five, five one-on-one clients that, you know, I had weekly calls with them and catch-ups. And so I just needed to, to shift my business model. And that's when I launched my first ever group program, my six-figure women program. And I just want to give a massive shout out. If you were in my six-figure women program, you're one of my OGs and I appreciate you so much. I appreciate you for still being in my world and for just trusting me in the early stages of of that particular business. And I just loved my time um, running that program so much and just all the incredible women that I had through that program was just incredible. So basically, I launched my first ever group program in June 2021. So it's not even two years ago, like it's coming on to two years in June. So I'm still pretty fresh when it comes to the coaching industry. I have worked with hundreds and hundreds of business owners, but in terms of calling myself a business coach, it's only been a couple of years. So I launched my first ever group program because at the time I was breastfeeding, like exclusively breastfeeding, and my my eldest two, they only went to daycare three days a week. So I had about 15 hours a week to run my business. That taught me a lot because I did not have all the time in the world. I knew that the time I spent inside of my business, I had to focus on moving, like doing shit that actually moved the needle inside of my business. So every minute started to count. Every minute I would sit down at my office desk and I'll be like, I've got one hour until my next feed. Let's go. 
no distractions, so much intention, and I got so much done. And that really changed my perception of needing a lot of time. So instead of trying to fight my reality of being, you know, a young mother of three, like three under three and a half, and trying to cram so much into my business or thinking I could not do everything at the same time, I go, what can I do with the time that I have? Feel the shift in the frequency of that language. Instead of going, oh my gosh, I don't have enough time. What can I do with the time that I have? And I had 15 hours of gold that I can spend inside of my business. Four hours of those went to group coaching. So I funneled all of my one-on-ones into the group. I finished up with my one-on-ones. I stopped working with one-on-ones. You could not work with me one-on-one. So I only had this one group program. I showed up twice a week, every Monday and every Wednesday. And that went for roughly about two hours. So that's four hours of coaching. And I probably spent two hours catching up on, you know, questions that will come through into our Facebook page. And, um, and then all the rest of my time was spent on uh, marketing my business and sales calls. Yes, I did sales calls back then. And I did a lot of them. That's all I did. That's all I did inside of my business. And I managed to very quickly grow that group program to about $30,000 per month in monthly revenue. And my business model was so clean. I did not try to overcomplicate it. I did not try and overwhelm myself. I'm like, I'm going to keep this so clean. I'm going to keep this so simple because I'm a sleep deprived mother of three that are trying to raise little humans whilst making sure that I did not operate from a state of overwhelm and just making my body going to full overdrive even. So I was very mindful of that. And I just want to touch on this again, because I I have a feeling this is going to resonate with a lot of you, that don't fight the reality that you're in. Once you start to learn to actually work with your circumstance, instead of being frustrated that you're in the circumstance that you're in, that's when you're going to feel like you are pushing shit uphill. And that's when you're going to start to operate from a state of overwhelm over and over again, because you are fighting your own reality. And that will spiral very quickly. You're going to end up really angry, really frustrated and burnt out. And you are going to feel, if you have kids, you're going to feel like you're not doing that good enough. And you're also going to feel like you're not running your business well enough. And let me tell you, my love, there is a different way of doing it. There's a different way. You don't have to stress. You don't have to operate from a state of overwhelm. You can change your business model. So if your current business model isn't supporting the life and your circumstance that you are currently in, it's time to relook at that, to then design a business model that actually suits in with your life and not the other way around. You see what I'm saying here? You, you're getting what I'm putting down? Okay, good. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pretend that you're nodding right now. And then it was about, I ran that program for about six months. And then I launched my first ever mastermind. I had people bulldozing down the door into my mastermind. 
and they were just ready. They were ready to go. So I launched my first ever mastermind and these were the only two ways you could work with me in my six-figure women program and they then continued on to my Unleashed Mastermind. The only ever two ways. So I added in one more hour of coaching. Now I have two offerings that served from startup to 10K and from 10K plus. I'm like, clean, this is awesome. I stayed on about 30K months, 30, 35K for probably a good eight months. And I want to explain why that is. I could have easily continued to scale my business, but it wasn't where I was at in my life at the time. That I knew if I would have grown my groups even more, if I would have launched more programs, if I would have started working one-on-ones, it was a demand there for it. But when we are so sure of what our values are and my, my health and my family will always come first. And I know that we throw around our values, but do you actually follow through and do you actually design your life based off your values? Like have a think about that because it's so easy to fall into the trap of being busy and doing more and more and more and more. And then we forget to look after our health. We forget to look after our family. We forget to look after ourselves and our mind. And sometimes we forget our values because we are so determined to grow and grow and grow and growing and more, 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 more. So that's when I decided to go, you know what? I'm going to sit here because I'm still breastfeeding. I still got my little kids, my husband, myself. There were a lot of moving parts. We were looking for another house to buy at the time. There was a lot of things moving. So I sat on 30 for quite some time. And then, and then, boom. Within 30 days, I took my business from 30K to 100 thousand dollars in 30 days a 100k month and the biggest lesson about this was not that number in itself it was everything that I had done leading up to that moment so the 100k month was the result of the compound effect it was the results that I got from the consistent action and also holding myself back to a degree. And I want to speak into this a little bit more because there are so many people that get so frustrated that they can't go all in. I have said for quite some time that I've been running my business in third gear, which is very true. But third gear was all that I could give my business at the time. So when I felt I had a little bit more to give, I was still building the momentum. I was still building the hype around my work and around my business. So when I did drop another offer or offerings, people were good to go. They were ready to jump in on that. And that's a vibe. I had private clients. I had people signing up to my mastermind, people dropping into six-figure women. I had people signing up to House of Queens. I had like I had people sprinting into my world. It was such a vibe. I would wake up to Stripe notifications like in my sleep and in the morning and it was like, bing, 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 best sound ever. They were just popping off. And when I look back at that, 
I believe that happened from 30 to 100K a month. I believe that happened because I was patient. I was patient and I waited until I felt my capacity increase. And when I had the capacity to hold all of those new people coming into my world, because I believe in energetic protection, even though maybe some of you say, oh, I really want all of these clients, but actually your life behind the scenes is is an absolute shit show. I believe that's exactly why you are not getting clients because the universe is protecting you from what you actually can't hold. But when I was ready, when I could feel my capacity increase, like now it's go time. I had, and I, and I believe it was like the same time as I stopped feeding my son. It was one and a half. Yeah, exactly right. It would have been the same month. That was an end of a chapter. And I could feel the spaciousness. My sleep was getting better. So when I felt my capacity increase and I was feeling really good, behind the scenes were feeling really good, I was feeling really nourished. I'm like, now, now it's go time. And that makes such difference in terms of our results when we listen and when we are true to the, to the capacity that, that we have space for. Because we cannot say yes if we can't hold the people. We have to be ready for it. When we are asking for another level, I always ask myself, okay, great. Am I willing to create more content? Can I serve all of these people inside of Oxa? Can I, you know, deliver another program? Can I do, like, I I go through the list and I check in with my body. What's happening? Does my body go into fight or flight? Or do I feel really calm? I feel, you know what? this feels really exciting for me. This feels really good for me. That's when I launch. So I never launch something for the sake of just launching. Very much the same with this podcast. I felt now is the time. Now is the time. That's when I launch. So now my business is almost two years and I feel like I'm just leaving third gear. And we are stepping into my fourth gear. Launching this podcast is a reflection of stepping into my fourth gear, running my first retreat next month. I've also put together an incredible pitch deck to go out and um, secure some incredible uh, speaking gigs. Something that I wanted to do for a very long time and also that I have done in the past is speaking. Speaking on stage in front of people, public speaking, it's like my absolute dream, something that I love, love doing. And I'm pretty sure this comes from from growing up on stage, dancing my whole life, and I'm very comfortable on stage. So I'm like, if I'm comfortable on stage, it's probably where I belong. So that is kind of what that's looking like for me. I'm also launching some incredible new offers. And I have really witness a pattern with hundreds and hundreds of clients that I've had. And this is also how I'm creating my my offers. I look at the thing that I feel really embodied in at the time and I will go through my journal and I would look at patterns and I would look at words and something that I'm navigating myself. And once I extract the lessons, that's when I actually go and speak about the thing. And I also look for patterns with my clients because when I can see a pattern repeating over and over again with multiple people, my assumption is that there are more people out there that actually needs that service, that need the support in that area. 
So every single time I never launch something just to throw spaghetti at the wall, but it's very much integrated. It's very much embodied with a knowing there is a need for it. And I think when you go into any launch, and this is going to be a conversation for another time, but when you step into any launch or promote any offer, when you do that with the knowing that it's going to be a demand for it, when you also know that you are highly embodied in your work, when you launch something from that frequency and from that space, people will feel that because you will hold a level of certainty about you and a certain energy is a very safe energy. So we are looking for safety in someone who shows up with great certainty that is very sure of themselves because we see that certainty as safe. And a safe energy is a very magnetic energy. So every single time you are not feeling that safety inside of your body, when you are not feeling so certain about how you actually move and serve your people, that will start to show up in the numbers you are getting inside of your office. Because if you're not certain or if you're not embodied and if you are not confident about what you're about to deliver, you are not going to get the results for it. And if you have experienced this right now or if you have in the past, what I want you to sit with to go, was I embodied in the thing that I just preach about? Do I walk my talk pretty much is what I'm asking you. The second thing, do you feel certain about the offers you put out to the world? Do you understand that there is a high demand for what you're offering? Is there a demand for it? How do you know it's a demand for it? Or is this more of a nice thing to have? So when you can start to have those conversations with yourself and be really honest with the data and the feedback and the truth and the results that you are getting, that is when you can start to pivot and and then create from a more embodied place. Because It's so important to run a business and to show up in a light, especially when we are growing our own personal brands, to show up in a way that feels good and sell offers that feel so integrated and embodied. We don't have to put a front on. We don't have to try. So when you speak about it, it doesn't feel scripted. It flows really nicely. And when people can feel that, when people can feel that, I can speak about certain things in my sleep. They're going to go, oh, this girl, she knows what she's talking about. I want some more of that. She seems so certain about this. And I'm sure that you can think about people right now that shows up with great confidence, that, that speaks with great certainty. No doubt that you feel drawn to them versus someone who feels a bit wobbly when they show up. They don't show their passion. They don't show their excitement. They don't show their face a lot. They don't speak about their offerings a lot. And they feel like selling feels really icky and uncomfortable. That is probably why you are not feeling like certain about showing up because you're not. And that's the truth. And when we even speak about imposter syndrome and why we feel like an imposter sometimes, I believe it's because we are not being true to who we are, that we are actually trying to be something that we're not, or we're trying to be places 
where we are not yet. And the last thing that I want to say before we actually wrap up this episode is to own where you're at in your journey. It's so sexy when people can own where they're at instead of always thinking and feeling like you need to be somewhere else, that you need to go to all of these places. We can have that desire, but when you feel that you're at a certain level, the whole like fucking fake it till you make it, like that bullshit, when you do fake it till you make it, that is when you will constantly operate from a state of lack. Lack and scarcity because you cannot own where you're at right now. And if I'm looking back at my journey, hand on heart, that is something that I have done all along, been very transparent. And I have fucking owned where I was at when I was making $5,000 a month, when I had my first 10K month, when I had my first 20, 30, 100, wherever I was at, I was owning where I was at which means I am constantly operating from a state of overflow. And that is a fucking vibe. When your whole life becomes a total state of overflow. And when you operate from a state of overflow, the overflow just keeps on pouring. It just keeps on giving. Because when you're in the frequency of gratitude and overflow, it's one of the most magnetic frequencies you can be in. So if I can leave you with this, regardless of where you're at, you can desire where you want to go, but just own where you're at. If you have children and you can feed your kids at night, if you can put them to bed in a comfy bed, if you have food on the table, even if you have your own business right now, you have the desire of even starting a business and having the capacity to even think about it, you are already in overflow. If you are listening to this right now, you live in complete overflow. And if you don't feel it right now, you need to let go of feeling like you need to be somewhere you're not because that is not how you are going to get there. It's about accepting where you're at, moving with what you've got, now circling back to what I said in the beginning, to work with your life, to work with yourself, not against you. I hope you have loved today's episode. Thank you all for being here, for letting me be plugged into your ears. I appreciate you so much. I will be dropping weekly episodes that will come to you each Monday. Thanks again for being here and I will see you all next week.